have no time to be polite. What busy show. I'm Ben the host. You're Alex, so I've heard. Don't talk. <laughs> Got a lot to go through. <laughs> lots of storylines. Lots of um opinions. One thing I want to talk about in a minute okay. is music. Yes. But before then, I'm going to let you all know that we are a podcast where we talk about EastEnders, the BBC soap. Not affiliated with it. Officially unofficial. We are. That's the tagline. <laughs> Hello everyone, by the way. Hello. Yes. And we are talking about the episodes that were broadcast between the 19th and the 23rd of August and polaring opinions online about this music business. So I want to get out of the way now, mm-hmm. off my chest, everything off. Wow. <laughs> Never seen so much flesh. That's a bad idea. Put it back on. There's been lots of like, there's a new director this week, I must say. Yes. He directed the whole week. Which you could tell. It showed. <laughs> Throughout the week, every episode this happened, there was mu- incidental music over slow motion, like glossy camera work. There were also um, different framing as well. I don't mind Almost that. quite cinematic, some of the mm, framing. I like that. That's mm, good. Mm. The music and slow motion. We had, at the beginning of the week, Ruby walking down the street in a coat to music in slow motion into Max's house. Nice. We had Mick Carter having a panic attack with... Sounds of metal behind him in flashing lights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Last week we had Bobby with these sound effects as well. Yeah, but you said you liked that last yeah, week. Yeah, that's because it was once, like a Julie's theme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had Mel and Hunter walking slowly out of the club with music behind them. And we also mm-hmm. had Bailey looking into the stars with music playing behind. That's right. quite a lot for one week's worth. Okay, so we're, we're quite polarised, is, is, is what you're trying to say with this. Because well, only you... because there was like five accounts of it i agree with you that it'd been done a lot it had been done a lot this week <laughs> and it spark it does and less is more however i must admit the only i only spotted the two instances of it and that was the bailey and the mel yeah. scene that's and because they're getting you used to it you see <laughs> that's what they're trying to do well no because these were the later ones yeah. so you'd think you'd spot the early ones and i thought with the bailey one i didn't think the music matched the moment so it did feel a bit a bit mm. out of place. But with the Mel scene, I liked it. It, it felt like adds... a 9pm BBC One drama, didn't it? It did a little. It felt like a, <laughs> it felt like a 6.30 Hollyoaks drama. It felt right for that matter. Mm. Like it was her trying to get out, you know, without anyone finding out that she's propping up Hunter. I think it helped that the actual story of Mel and Hunter was exceptional and surprisingly so and i've said this on stories a billion times before you hear a story you hear a spoiler you think it's not about the story though but i think it worked because it was such an exceptional story it's been told too much four times in one week but the 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 emotion i mean i I suppose you were kind of fed the emotion maybe you could say but that's the trouble isn't it it's like Mm. you're being told how to feel and they shouldn't have to rely like on Hollyoaks. They rely on that because there's a good reason need, for that. You need the music to feel me. <laughs> you need the music to feel what on the screen. heck is happening on screen. Yeah. <laughs> but on EastEnders, they've upped their game. They should trust themselves and trust the viewers that they'll feel these things without mm. incidental music. I feel. I mean, especially with Tamsin. This is what I mean with Tamsin Elfway. And I think it's kind of because Tamsin Elfway's performance this week was so so good. Mm. With that scene, just that one scene with the music, because it felt 
that felt quite isolated. It worked. Yeah, but think how good that scene would have been on Friday if those other three ones didn't happen. Oh, okay, I concur with you on that. Yes, if there hadn't it would have been felt special, it, like a yeah. Julius theme. <laughs> Maybe this is this director's Julius theme. Well, that's the thing. If these were Julius themes, we'd have four in one go. What would mm. you be saying then? Hmm? Well, then I'd be saying it's overkill. Yes, yeah, it's being saturated by Julius themes, which we haven't had one of yet. I know we've got four of these under the KO era. <laughs> I love that. I saw someone t- t- tweeted that. They said the KO era. And I thought, oh, I like that. I'm stealing one. that. <laughs> the last era. Yeah. Knockout. Well, you were saying they're going to cancel EastEnders after this because of the music they're playing during the scene. Mm. Well, I think it's only one week thing because the director did this week and mm. he's not booked for any more yet. So I think it was more his artistic take rather than like the BBC or whatever saying. It'll be, do it. Yeah, producers kind of push- pushing on it. But everything else, his direction was really good. Like, some of the shots were really good and we saw different angles we don't normally see mm. and it did look very cinematic which is fine I just don't like these slow-mo I just don't like it when it's like glossy especially when it's one scene in an episode and then it goes to like the next scene which is then filmed normally it's like oh what was that I just it's like yeah I know it takes me out a bit like oh that yeah. was filmed really well and then we're back to like standard do you know what I mean I do I think there's everyone has a like, it can all be filmed nice yeah. and well but oh or... in slow motion with music oh, no, not in slow motion but <laughs> with that whatever technique. With a Vaseline lens, like the end of Murder, yeah, She Wrote. but when... not just one scene out of 30. <laughs> no. I mean, everyone has... There's almost like a rule book, an unwritten rule book, which is, this is how EastEnders is made. Mm, gritty. And, yeah, gritty and dark and kind of grey. And I think that if you're trying to change that rule book, people get a bit scared by the change. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like when you're introducing a new character or you're introducing a new story, which could be a little bit seen as a bit threatening or a bit... A bit str- you know, a bit frightening or scary to, to to watch or this is out of place of EastEnders when it's something is filmed differently to the rule book of EastEnders I think then people really feel quite threatened by it's it like, why are you changing it mm. but I, I think it was a brave step and I'm glad he did it I agree with you perhaps tone it down a little bit just yeah. do it but not as often yeah yeah your your analogy of Julia's theme was spot on <laughs> if we if every episode had Julia's theme at the end of it it would lose its uniqueness mm. Exactly. So maybe just do it now and then. So we're going to start off with talking about the leading lady herself, Melanie Owen. Mm. She came in, stole a duff duff on a Thursday, and then took over Friday. Yeah, basically, it's it, how was, you do it. It, was, it was a total takeover, and rightly so, because as I've already alluded to, the story that could have been nothing at all, just a way mm. an out for Hunter and an out for Mel, has actually ended up being a gripping one. Yeah, it's like you kind of written off Hunter, forgot about him. Mm. They could easily have not mentioned him again and mm. just had like fans enough wait leave or whatever they were going to do with mel but they've bothered to like bring the actor back and looks like they've created like quite a dramatic storyline for him for his few weeks for his exit and mm. her exit so they've yeah. been they've released a bit of information and if you go to our youtube channel if you haven't already you can see there's a little snippet of perhaps a clue of what might be happening for the next future week. with them you know in the next coming mm. couple of weeks but um yeah really good he's Desperately trying to get in touch with his mum. His mum's not there to answer the phone. Mm. And so he then... Well, she was on the phone. And she was on she was the, phone. the phone. But out the door quick. She yeah. went out quick, didn't she? Well, she had work to go to. <laughs> she, she's busy. I mean, she did... She, Mel is so... Like, this week, at the beginning of the week, she was so nice to Billy. She was like, oh, the takings are up, Billy. Oh, that was so funny. Have £20. I love you, Billy. And then to get one phone call, she <laughs> just snaps and she just changes her personality. Uh-huh. She's like, Billy, you're, you're scum on my shoe. Get out. It's like the Simpsons when, like, they clean the house and they walk through a door and the door swings. <laughs> And then the house is dirty again. Yeah. That was a bit like Mel's personality. The Sherry like, Bobbins episode. Yeah, she was really ha- happy. And then she walked out the door, walked back in, and she was horrible again. Mm. Ice Queen was back. But this Ice Queen had 
a heart because when she saw Hunter, she just melted and she had to she had to help him. Mm, this is her, her Achilles heel, isn't he? It always but, has been. But it's, it's her only link to Steve, isn't it? She, it's our she, only link to Steve. Wait, he, well, yes, I know. That we know of. Mm. <laughs> we've, we've surmised in the past that maybe Steve maybe had a son or daughter mm. with another woman. Or he's still alive and he rolled out the car. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> unlikely. But... but I mean, the one thing I want to know is where did this truck crash? And how was he so close to Wolford, like, so quickly? That was funny, wasn't it? Like, he was in the the park park. watching (laughs) Tiff and Keegan have a normal teenage upbringing and, like, what he's had in prison. I think, Mm. was that what they were showing? Like, they were having fun playing football. No care in the world. Exactly. Could have been me with Tiff. If only Ray hadn't come around and spoilt their lives. Mm. What what life Hunter could have had. (laughs) They talk about Portugal as well, about going back to Portugal and perhaps restarting again, getting a passport, running a bar together. Just to fill everyone in, Hunter does find Mel. He go- he gets into the club somehow and into the office. Mm. Very sneaky, isn't he? Well, because considering he had a really bad injury and then had to have help to leave the club. Used all his energy. <laughs> Adrenaline. Well, he's like... um Raisins. It was like Metal Gear Solid, <laughs> Solid wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Ring! <laughs> but they got out and they went to the abandoned house, which possibly is the same crack den where Cherry was mm. born. I mean, at least they, no cleaned, confirmation. they cleaned it up since Cherry mm. was born there. So. Cleaned it up the placenta. <laughs> yeah, so it's nice of them to do that. Um, and that's where we had like cinematic shots of windows and all sorts of things. And Mel had bought bandages and raisins. <laughs> You're obsessed with these raisins. <laughs> when she took them out of the bag, the first thing Ben was said was, raisins? Well, I looked up <laughs> and I thought, he ha- I thought Hunter had them like on him, like, my raisins. <laughs> but no, Mel gave them to him. Prison and raisins. She looked quite worried at his wound on his leg. Well, it was a, quite the gash, wasn't mm. it? And he also had cigarette burns, mm. which wouldn't have happened in a car crash, Hunter. Oh, no. Well, he, he openly said that he basically has just been bullied and tormented in mm. prison and no one's listening to him. No, he doesn't um, want to go back ever. No. He'd rather die. He'd rather slit his own, his own wrists. Yeah. Is he going to die like from his infection on his leg, do you think? I do think that, but then they showed the trailer straight after and he Same. was like, fine. I was yeah. like, oh. No, but it might be like some weird die. delayed, not what at all. From, from, from that, from that oh, okay. wound. Mm. I, I think he's going to heal. We, we, you know, he's got paracetamol and raisins. It's <laughs> and a, now, it's a prescription, an NHS prescription. It's like when you go see a GP that you're like, I've got a great big uh, gash on my leg. What can I do? Paracetamol and raisins. But you need a nurse smell. A nurse smell, yeah. But um, yeah, nice scene. Good acting. Charlie Winter seemed to... His rest did him well because I thought his acting was upped a bit. He had a little bit of stubble, which was interesting. Well, he had something to do other than... It, his vulnerability is performed better, I guess. It's, it's, it's the same with Mel. They both showed their vulnerability, mm. especially in that final scene. And it was just portrayed so beautifully and so crafted that it, it was all... It, I don't know if they filmed it in one go, whether they rehearsed it, but it felt... Re- you know what I mean? It felt rehearsed. It felt like that they'd given it a go. It's like, mm. it's like Charlie had gone to Tamsin's house the night before and they read through their lines together. <laughs> bottle of wine. Yeah, bottle of wine. Green sofa. Rap album. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> His own self-titled album. What do you think of this new EP? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to the jail and the boo. She cooked up um, Letitia Dean's home bed, which she'd been giving out to the cast. Yeah, Patricia so. Dean's got green fingers, apparently. <laughs> yeah, nice scenes. Building up, obviously, to, to next week with their plan to not go back to prison. Mel didn't take the advice of... Did you know it's the policeman? She had, like, a shaved head. The the female police officer. Mm. Yeah. Very Things have moved on. Risque. I had, uh, years ago... She's from the army. <laughs> she's on the battlefield. Yeah, a lot of people from the army do move to the police force. Yeah, so she, Mel didn't take the advice of the policewoman to, if you see Hunter, obviously, please phone us. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, they're planning to run away to Portugal, start a new life. I kind of felt like Mel was saying that to Hunter, like thinking, I'm going to say this to calm you down. 
Mm. The the trailer afterwards kind of ruined all my like predictions because none of that will happen. But I was kind of thinking like she was saying this knowing that he might die of like his wound or something, and she was like trying to comfort him. Oh, what? So like, in his last moment, a bit like the final scenes of Titanic when the the mother is talking to the two children on the bed and trying to get them to fall asleep so they don't realize they're drowning. Yeah. Not seen the end, but yeah. Well, you've never seen the end of Titanic? No, I can't make it. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for you, but the, the boat sinks. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's but, not good for anyone. But that's what I kind of thought. But then the trailer they played afterwards kind of ruined that, and Hunter's like walking around the square doing stuff. So. Yeah, but, but, but he did mention we should point out Jack twice. Oh, yeah, he gets Jack his revenge. Because he's out to get revenge someone, and like, yeah. allegedly someone dies or gets caught in the middle or something happens mm. between hunter's gun and jack and he like breaks in on the trailer like to he, denise's house yeah, denise is there well patrick's house we should be correct no it's probably jack's but denise is probably staying over isn't she no, that's true. together remember does he stop out yeah someone dies and it kind of looks like lisa's like involved as well so well because we'll talk about lisa um when we talk about the mitchells mm. but i want to put it out there now our prediction from like three months ago where we said mel's exit will be a film and louise exit with lisa mm-hmm. looks likely with yeah. hunter in the boot <laughs> oh yeah hunter was in the boot wasn't he yeah. i am so... looking forward to from that trailer i don't know everyone in the uk obviously at the end of the eastenders episode on friday there was the trailer for basically the next couple of weeks what's so balance september yeah, yeah the so wedding Ballum, bianca wedding, so on so america might not have got that trailer so what i would suggest is if you go to eastenders yeah, be on twitter be on online, twitter be online, have a look at it and yeah it's a good little trailer right so shall we move on and have a little chat about the big mitchells then yeah we should so the mitchells had more powerhouse acting with steve mcfadden and max bowden yeah a big long scene and um jesse wallace Let's not forget her. Oh, yeah, Jesse and Phil were really good together. Mm. Jesse and Phil. Cat and Phil were really good together, <laughs> weren't they? Really good. Yeah, yeah, really good. I mean, Steve was actually quite impressive this week as Phil. Like, his acting of Phil injured and slightly, like, dazed and confused, and he, like, put on a voice and mm. was waddling and, you know. He got looked... so angry, his eyes watered. Yeah. <laughs> like, he sniffed really, a garlic or something. <laughs> really quite impressive. It's like he'd mm. finally been given some real good stuff to get into. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I, I thought Steve McFadden was excellent. And it was nice to see that, again, it was nice to see see him being able enjoying to utilize it. it yeah and mm. enjoying the character of phil again because phil did get a bit stale didn't mm. he and he became a little bit granddaddy yeah. yeah he sat on his chair and just kind of moped around and moaned about things and every now and then got like shoved a his lap to, well help give, help him oh yeah help uh, yeah but i like that scene because yeah, that was a fun the, the light side <laughs> of phil and then that led to kim inviting him over for uh, a meal with non-alcoholic gravy oh yeah gravy Oh, it was custard, wasn't it? Oh, I don't or know. Or some kind of thing. It was just orange juice, wasn't it? No, there was something in the meal, and she said, watch out, Phil, there's some alcohol well, Kim's in Kim's gone it. now. She's off. But she's been replaced by Cherry. I like her. She's good, Cherry. Yeah, Cherry. We had lots of scenes with Phil, because he's back from hospital, bit groggy, but trying to sort of piece what everything he heard or didn't hear mm. together. Because he did hear Ben and Jay, but not like everything. No, he he knew that they had an argument. Mm. And so he wanted to get to the crux of the matter and find out what the argument was Very about. Very nosy, isn't he? Yeah, well, we put it, him. well, it's been, what, Phil? Yeah. I think Phil has every, he's entitled to know who hit him around the head. No, but he was being very nice about Jay and Ben's argument. Well, because he was, he was, could have been anything. He was very um suspicious of Ben, especially when he got home and Ben was being, being overly friendly with mm. him. He was like trying to hug him and Phil like desperately did not want him <laughs> hugged by Ben. Um, And he was asking his welfare and Phil kind of didn't feel comfortable that Ben wanted to know how well he was. Mm. He like, didn't like that. This wasn't the feel that uh, the Ben that he felt comfortable to be around. Yeah, very suspicious. But he got basically every single bit of information he needed to from Kat 
within two visits. Uh, like she, she really did just. Beans, didn't she? Yeah, she's waiting. She was just waiting to gossip to someone, wasn't she? There's no one in the house anymore. They've all mm. run away. No, she's only Jean to talk so to. So she's like, all right, Phil. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll just tell you. I just want to chat. I just wanted someone to talk to. But I thought, good for you, Kat. Like, originally, she tried to take the blame onto herself a little bit, saying, oh, yeah, it was me that hit you. Mm. Not She didn't mention Stacey, and she mentioned Martin. And but... she made a deal with uh, Phil to say, you know, if I tell you something, we protect the fact, you know, this is protecting my mm. family. Yeah, but Phil didn't even stick to that. He's such like a... So that was the other way around. He'd be like, deal to deal. Yeah, he didn't stick to it. Well, like, only because he wants hours. He wanted to stretch out a bit more and get the, like the full information about mm. exactly what Kat knew about Ben. That scene with Phil and Ben was very good. It was like the writers said it was one of the longest scenes that they've written, and it was all done in one take. Yeah, one as well. take. So really good. The spit. That's there what was... I took away from it. <laughs> Max Bowden spat on Steve's face. They was... kept going. Yeah, well, this is it. It was one take. But the, the fact that it was one take made the scene feel really raw as well. Mm. It felt like that... They it, were have really having it out. They were really having it out, exactly. This was a genuine argument we were seeing, not between two actors, but between these two characters. Mm. And so you were seeing it between them, really it was, have it. It was really nice as well, because like, Ben thought Phil was going to drink, um, and Phil was sort of using that to get like the truth out of Ben mm. and I thought this scene would have been really nice if he didn't then like Phil at the end was like ha I cheated you I got you get out of my house I hate you it's like well, oh, because he, there was they he... were so close to going to another level weren't they of understanding each other and then right at the end Phil was oh no now I've got the truth out of you that's it yeah but he wanted that he knew he didn't really need to get the truth out of Ben he mm, knew what the truth was say it. he just wanted him to say it in front mm. of him but it's then... a shame well no not really because this is Phil isn't it because Phil likes to knock people down to their lowest level and humiliate them and then throw them out he's mm. he does it with women he did it with well, Lisa. he did it, yeah i was gonna say he yeah. did a very similar thing to yeah. lisa after the like who shot phil mm. thing didn't he mm. like at the same table very similar yeah. between them two and he's he's done it he's really kind of done it with sharon to an extent as well like knocked her down to mm. and then almost rebuilds them to the image How that he phil wants. wants them to be mm. yeah so he but we should say he fooled ben by emptying a bottle of vodka filling it back up with water and then drinking from it pretending that he was you know gonna drink mm. alcohol which potentially could kill phil <laughs> and that made ben want to spill the beans mm. and phil's taken up a new catchphrase from his mother he used it three times this week get out of my house <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think he's you know he's he's inherited he's doing it he's inherited his mum's mm. you know lip and everyone when he says it people listen well just like pegs it's a typical Mitchell trait, you know, mm. you, you shout loud enough and you'll get your own way. <laughs> and just to mention Sharon before I go on, just because we have to mention Sharon, this is the only way to mention her, she gets home deliveries. Yes, with Arnold's. <laughs> so that's Sharon out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was nice as well that Lola seemed to actually finally have like a point, like almost for like 30 seconds, where she had like a scene where she was being quite like yeah. feisty. Well, she was standing was. up to she was standing up to Phil, wasn't she, to defend Jay? Mm. Oh, her and Jay together because they kept looking at each other from like across the bar, and I didn't really get it. No, Jay was thanking her. He bought her an orange juice. No, oh, but they're not together anymore. They're not together. together. I thought they were. No, no, I don't believe so. No. I think well, no, because Jay broke up with Ruby. He chose Ruby, and then Ruby basically was like, "No, I don't want you anymore." Threw the drink on him, and I don't think anything's happened since then. Oh, okay. But there's always that thing between Jay yeah. and Lola. Yeah, I mean, Lola's return, you know, we are gripping at straws saying this gives her a point, but it was like the most she'd done since she's returned. It was the most she's done, which hasn't involved her manipulating mm. someone or being just generally yeah. annoying. Like I almost half liked her for like yeah. a bit yeah. when she was doing it. But because um, you brought up the fact that Phil tried to stake Lexi off her like years ago. Yes. 
But yeah, so, she she basically said that he that Phil was to blame for the way Ben is now. And it made Phil think, sit back and think. Mm-hmm. So he did apologise to Jay, but he's not really made up to Ben. And Ben's not allowed in the house ever again. Not yet. But Jay did say to Ben, you know, just give it time. And we know time is a great healer on any soap. Mm. So just give it time. Ben will do something and uh, Phil will see the error of his ways, mm. I'm sure. I mean, it's typical Ben. He's gone in, thinks he's hard man, thinks he knows everything mm. and he doesn't quite do it right, does he? He's still not. He never still gets not it right. Yeah, exactly that. More he never gets it right. <laughs> he's, he's more his <laughs> more mother's child. He's more his mother's child. He never quite, as you say, gets it right. And we said this before in a previous podcast. He Everything he tries to do, he puts his hand to, mm. he seems to muck it yeah, up. Yeah, he tries. Mm. But, so he's, he can't really be this threatening character that you were first introduced <laughs> to because he just never gets it right. No, bless him. But he had like a few nice, like he had a little date with... Callum, when they went a little car trip together. Well, they were going to go to Peckham together, but then that's when he found out that Be- Phil had bought two bottles mm. of vodka from Whitney. So Whitney had unknowingly interrupted their date. <laughs> so And um, they shared a pint together in the Vic as well. Oh, that so... was a lovely scene, actually. And especially when Ben said to Callum, like, Whitney doesn't know what she's she's got. Oh, yeah. And she's so lucky yeah. what she's got. <laughs> and, and Callum was a bit like, what? Me? Yeah, yeah, me? Oh, uh, I better go. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> But um, Ben, he's still planning, still trying to work things out. Well, yeah. Because he really... wants to know where Keanu is and Louise. And it's really weird because Jay said, and it linked to a male scene, so I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was a bit throwaway. But Jay said, if you want to know anything, speak to the mother. Mm, and you thought he, he like, looked at Karen and thought bit... he was going to get Karen. Well, no, I just thought it was just a clever line that the writers had written to then segue to Hunter and Mel. No. But no, I know. I've... Big fool me. I should have known better. <laughs> I should have trusted the writers better. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I thought, oh, he's going to try and like get Karen and get information. But no, he went to the other source, which was Lisa Fowler. So he put on like a fake accent and wanted to know where Lisa was. So he obviously thinks Louise and Keanu are with her or she knows mm. where Louise is. But no, surprise, surprise, Lisa's out. She's out the hospital. She's out of Sanders Valley. <laughs> Why did he put on like a posh accent anyway? Like, who was he trying to be? He Louise? said he was her. <laughs> Louise ain't posh. She's no posho. Yeah. She um. Yeah, I don't really know. Maybe just to disguise his voice. Just I mean, because he's, he's got quite a Cockney voice, yeah. isn't he? These calls are recorded for training purposes, sort of thing, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're phoning, uh, presumably an asylum, then they probably do monitor the phone calls that are coming in. Mm. Wouldn't know. Wouldn't I you? can only phone out, not in. <laughs> well, from your asylum. Yeah, in this <laughs> hell that I'm in. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're free to leave at any time. But no, that's a bit of a shock. Lisa's out. Has mm. she admitted herself out or is she... We don't really know why she's in there. We've just been told for the past two years well, she's in we there. We do know why she's in there because of that mental scene when she was at the ho- uh, the hotel and she was looking oh, yeah. after that's Louise. The last time we saw well, her. she was deliberately making Louise sick. Am I right to say that? Yeah, something... She like, yeah handcuffed her to a bed or something didn't she yeah almost like hutchinson's disease no wasn't louise in hospital for something and then she took her out of hospital yeah she discharged her but didn't give her any it was the burns it was when she had the burns oh yeah prom (laughs) who could forget prom um yeah so it's when she had the burns and Mm. yeah lisa discharged her but too early and so then louise was slowly getting iller and iller and iller but lisa was also very ill but more more in the head rather than physically and uh she yeah and she and then that's when phil had to not kick the door down and shout at lisa that'll help yeah so yeah i don't know what ben's gonna do next we mess up his plan phil's gone on to her facebook page yeah he cracked the code didn't he got into his password password. oh one (laughs) 
I mean, no, no, not everyone's as, as basic as Jack. Yeah, Louise. Bonnie one. <laughs> Louise, I, well, I don't know. Louise has probably got something very cryptic. Right. So we're going to go on to our mini news feature next, where we've got some news, basically. <laughs> some some no news more. and some articles to um get you all to delve your saliva into, going. To delve into and tear apart. We are here in Wolford Gazette because we have some news to bring you all. Hot off the presses. I think mm. I say that every time. <laughs> but it, it, it's, there we go. Hot off the presses. It's a news thing to say. It so. is, it is. Um, what else is there? Extra, extra. Read all about it. You want a paper, Gov? <laughs> Ten pence. Toppins to you, sir. I'm sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> I'm in Mary Poppins mode. Now we've got a few announcements to talk about. So we've got a new family being introduced, which is exciting. Mm. And then we have three characters coming back mm. for a short stint in every case so anyone who hasn't been following spoilers on twitter or following on our facebook group which you can join by the way by looking at his weekly podcast and then mm-hmm. clicking to join um you wouldn't necessarily know about all these uh, news spoilers no. as it were so if you don't want to know about them then i suggest you fast forward but i mean it's it's not they're the not same spoilers because yeah. they're in the press so it's allowed exactly yeah the first one is the new family so we are introduced to Three new brothers, so three male castings on the books. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have Vinny, Karit, and Jags, and they're played by. Sounds lovely. I know they're played by Jazz Doll. I'll take one of each, please. Amira Ditia and Shiv Jalotta. So again, if I've destroyed your names, it's a it's a trend now. Just just <laughs> let me know, and I'll and I'll apologise for. But well, even names like Haley, you destroy. <laughs> so. Well, yes, I do. I do. But yeah, they are the first Sikh family in mm. EastEnders history, which a lot of people are excited about. I've sort of lost some hope for humanity with seeing some of the comments on some social media places on these. I mean... I've, got, I've just grown to expect that. I know. It, it's I Mainly mean, Facebook, I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, people are just going to be vile toward... <laughs> Anything. <laughs> Anything, aren't they, really? I mean, the, the comments we've seen about the Callum storyline and the, the typical band line of, there's too many gays in these Stenders cast now. Mm. And it's just Or ridiculous. it's an agenda of the BBC. Or it's an agenda, weird. yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a TV soap. It's just get over yourselves. And to be honest with you, I think it's a real interpretation of life in London. It's just a mix mm. of people and races who yeah. no one really looks at your skin or your religion. Everyone just gets along. Mm. Exactly. So yeah, we've got three brothers. I mean, I am reserving hope for the brothers. I say it's exciting news. But, you know, the last time we had brothers on the show, it's never really that good. It's a tricky like, one. the Moon brothers are rubbish. Yeah. Like the Branning brothers. And they did it with um, the, the Italian family as oh, well. Oh yeah, DeMarco's. DeMarco's. Yeah. So yeah, I don't hold out a lot of hope. For... I'm not going to get myself excited over these boys. Well, I I'm am afraid. because I think that, first of all, Habiba mm. needs a love interest, um, and it would be interesting. They might be gay, all of them. <laughs> no, I, I don't think they'll go down that. <laughs> no, I'm <route>. joking. <laughs> but um, I, I think that Habiba, because of them being Sikh, mm-hmm. and them being a, a kind of a different religion, there can be a bit of yeah, it's like a bit tension taboo, there, between a yeah. Sikh and a Muslim mm-hmm. uh, religion. Well, so... We saw that in 1986 with uh, Doctor Singh and Neymar. So we had that way back when. In, right in the beginning. Yeah, so, so Neymar's, it was his her cousin, 
didn't approve because he was working in the shop. Yes. And he didn't approve. But then they became fast friends and everything was okay. And then mm. Neymar ended up going away <laughs> That's a different with story. a suitor. Different story. Against her wishes. Different time. So yeah, you think Habiba with which one though? I mean, if you're listening to this and you want to know who we're talking about, there's a like, cast photo that's been released of all three of them. So there's one on the left, one on the right, one in the middle, three brothers. So which one do you think Habiba's getting with? Habiba, she likes someone with wealth good dresser so i believe it will be the eldest who oh, is karit, karit. Oh, yeah. or karat sorry it's because he's like a businessman successful yeah he's wearing a stylish suit, bit, nice black t-shirt underneath you know a bit off you know off trend a little bit looking a bit different <laughs> not wearing a shirt i mean it, he'll also be a good competitor for adam it'll be a bit of jealousy if adam's still in the soap at that point wow. um there'll be a jealousy there i think so yeah definitely the eldest i think is habiba and also habiba obviously likes the elder man Mm. And like the middle brother looks a bit, a bit like a fat boy character, like the way he's dressed and stuff. Yeah, Jags. He really does. He looks like um, someone who possibly DJs or like likes to put his finger in lots of different pies, yeah. but doesn't really have any kind of direction. He'd get on with Shaquille. If Shaquille was around. Bleepy yeah. bloppy music, sort of thing. Yes, he would. I mean, do, do you reckon he'll make a friendship with? Uh, who would he make a friendship on the square with? Because I think, I think the middle one is going to be the kind of one who doesn't. Or the like, little one. Get a relationship. No, the middle one, Jags. The, the one... little, yeah, but the little, the short one is Vinny. Vinny. Yeah, right. but I'm talking He's about Jags. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if we're talking about Jags, I, I think Jags is the character who is like Fat Boy, a bit unlucky in love, finds it difficult to get a bond with a girl. Mm. So he'll be kind of hanging around with maybe another guy, maybe Keegan or maybe... Maybe Cush and Martin could be like a friendship group. I think they'd be a bit too old for him though. I mean, there's no one really his age range in it. He's the one that I Ruby. worry... <laughs> Mm-hmm. he's the one that i worry is the first if there was to gonna leave. be a yeah he's the one i worry will be the first to leave because mm. the youngest one is in the age bracket and also seems the most interesting yes because they say the description of the youngest one he's on the left if you're looking at the photo at home um he's Vinny, so he's like the shorter one yeah, he's, wearing um, and a he's the youngest suit. one isn't he and mm. he's He's like got a nice exterior, but don't be fooled by him, is what they say. And it also says that they've arrived to the square to seek like revenge on a current family. So mm. I hate it when they do it. They always do this with brothers as well. Like they come to the square <laughs> to take someone down, and it automatically like makes the viewer not like them. Like, if it's a family that people like. Mm. So that's always a bit difficult. Well, so that, I don't know what that will be about. That kind of happened with Ben's reintroduction. Because we knew that Ben was being reintroduced with mm. an agenda. Mm. And as you say, when you introduce a family with an agenda, then you're kind of thinking they're a one-hit yeah. story. So you worry what's to come after that. You know the little one, the younger brother? Vinny. He, he reminds me a bit of Jamie. So maybe Sonia could get with him. Looks a bit like Jamie. I think Jamie Sonia H. will just be forever the Catwoman. I really do. <laughs> what, I like don't. Dot? Yeah, I do. I, I I worry for Sonia because she just doesn't seem to get herself in that kind of way mm. anymore. She just doesn't care. Well, I've read some theories online that they think they may be related to Ash, which is Ikra's girlfriend in some way. So we don't really know oh. anything about Ash. So that could be a possibility. Maybe something happens to Ash and they've come to seek revenge or something. Maybe it's her sister or... Are you shocked? <laughs> I am. Sorry, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just having a think. Sorry, I'm having a proper little think there. So, um, yeah. So Ikra's husband was going to be husband. No, they're related to Ash. Ikra's oh, girlfriend. Ikra's girlfriend. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's why my head wasn't quite <laughs> getting round to it. So, because um, I, was, I yeah, thought that that's a theory odd. online. So they're going to kind of interfere with Ikra's relationship. Mm. Hmm. I, I, again, I hope this not because they, I hope they're not kind of shoehorning a homophobia storyline of some sort, considering that... Yeah, not because of homophobia, but because they're Sikh 
and they're Muslim. Oh, so that would be the basis. Yeah. So, but then maybe they then they find the common ground because um, Habiba falls for Karat, and so then there's so there might not be story. time for love. Stories writing not always itself. love, is it? Oh, it's always Why do you have to always love. Partner people up because every good story is about a, a, a relationship, a love story. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it's Kate, all about love stories. Yeah, but Kate Oates and John Sen like mixing up the groups in like ways you don't expect. So putting them with Habiba is like too obvious for them. They'll put him with something like Shirley or something. Something. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll do something really random, like how they put Big Mo and Kush together and Ruby and Max. Like, do you know what I mean? They're doing weird mixes of people. Mm. So I don't think it will be Habiba. I think it'll be someone random, like Sonia, for example. Yeah, but then I think that's what I say. The story does write itself. If they are coming to discuss, you know, Ash's relationship with Ikra, perhaps they find that they, they mend their ways by seeing that Habiba falls in love with one of them and that the story that's they can continue. Well, a bit weird as well that two families kind of like have two siblings that have fallen yeah, in exactly. love in the same family. Well, I'd like that, though. Yeah. We'll we, no, we have to wait because it's around autumn time. I think they're arriving. Yes, they are. So. And we've been told by John Sen that they're three different brothers, but they're a force to be reckoned with. We'll so see. Interesting. We will see. It's weird that they're introducing three new characters. So oh, cull, yes. cull on Someone, the way. A cull a is on the way. A few people are off off of their heads. So because <laughs> they're not the only ones returning. We've also got Queen of Maternity Leave, Stacey. Yeah, I know. Lacey <laughs> Turner. She is just... Can't get enough. Pops it out, back on her legs. She's out of the hospital. She's like um, Kate, the Kate and William. She Kate just, Middleton. Yes. She had the baby and stood on the steps outside the hospital one hour later holding the baby with the press taking photographs. Yeah. Oh, Lacey queen is royalty. Lacey. She yeah. is. Princess yeah. Lacey. They've she's, announced... not, she's not quite the queen yet. <laughs> They've announced that she's already back filming. She's mm. coming back for a short stint to begin with, which yes. is going to air early November. And then she's going to be off and then she'll be back like two months later full time so mm. that's mad like we all thought she'd be off for a year mm. she's she's filming well she was filming when the article came out which was a couple of days ago mm. um and the it, what seems to be the case was that the writer said if you want to come back that's fine we can yeah. fit you in yeah yeah but um if you want to have a long maternity leave or a bit of a short you know a, a bit more time with your child that's fine but no Lacey was like that yeah i'm there sign me committed. up it's nice mm. to know that she's so committed to like Stacey. Well, she really is committed to the soap, isn't mm. she? It's, it's really endearing, actually, because after so many years of people kind of see, hearing a lot of bad information that behind the scenes people weren't really getting along and like the writers and, you know, there was a bit of tension mm. that there is Lacey. She's literally keeping the band together. Exactly. And she's such an important character with all like so many families around her. She is needed in the show but uh, i was just kind of ready that she would, wouldn't be the back for a year but yeah back already i mean i suppose we know that it's going to be attached to the story because they said it's going to be a big story but it has to be attached to obviously the phil the mitchells mm. that story she'll come back go to prison and then come out again or something yeah it must be some kind of attachment that way and i mean it does kind of organize the story better by getting her back because then they can give the they can fill in the gaps in between mm. rather than just everyone just presuming they've run away. And that kind of story, you kind of, it's just, it's too easy to just kind of just dismiss it then. Mm. And by having Stacey come back, he kind of adds a bit of weight to the whole Mitchell story. So it's great that she's coming back. And as you say, it's an, it's advantageous for the program mm. and it's advantageous for us viewers because we know that there's going to be a bit more, few of the plot holes will be filled in. And more location filming because Martin was seen doing location filming with Ben Mitchell as well. So. Oh, was he? Yeah, in a I'm car. I'm surprised together. you didn't find out where it was and go and visit. <laughs> I know you like to follow Martin around. Oh yeah, Martin's <laughs> better than Ben. So. <laughs> no, oh, how dare you? Well, I've seen Martin in a vest in the allotment. You know, that's all you need. <laughs> Neither here nor there, Ben. 
Uh, so what was the last bit of news, quickly? Oh, well, the, the last bit of news, which I think a lot of people already know, is obviously Bianca and Lisa is coming back. Lisa Fowler. Yeah, but they've given an official date now, and that is Monday the 2nd of September. And as luck should have it, it just so happens to be the Whitney and Callum wedding episode. Mm, big week. Yeah, so it was in Monday, so it must be a full week of it. And, obviously... and also, Bianca's still around the week after the wedding. Right. So... Okay, so she's, she's there a, for the aftermath as well. She's around for a bit longer yeah, than people thought weeks. because we, the people thought it would only be an episode. So to keep her for a couple of weeks is pretty decent. Yeah. We don't really know how long Lisa's staying for, no, um, but, but she's still filming now. Yeah, so presumably it's a bit longer. Yeah, in in that kind of regard. I mean, she's her story is very much with Mel and Hunter, um, because there's the, and Louise. Yes, but Mel and Hunter to begin with, and then more Louise as it <laughs> flows. Depends what through. you know. <laughs> Oh, what do you know then? No, I can't say. Yeah. And uh, Bianca's story is obviously very much the wedding and Whitney and Callum and the fallout and of that. And Tiff as well is involved heavily in Bianca as well. Oh, right. Okay. It's a little spoiler for you all. Oh, great. So is this, <laughs> all this, I can say. Is this to do with her uh, recent GCSE? No. No. Okay. <laughs> so obviously the beginning of September is when it's almost the reset button for EastEnders. A lot of people consider it as the new season, the new series. Yeah. So if the they end... ever had a break, this is when they would have like a break. That's right. So if, if you consider the end of August as the end of the s- season 34, <laughs> and then September is the beginning of season 35. Mm-hmm. So it's always um, like big. And like new storylines start around the first week of September as well, normally. E- exactly. And, and they're normally stories that then carry on throughout until Christmas. So mm-hmm. last year, it was the shooting. Stuart, sh- can you remember, a year ago... Stuart got shot in the Vic. Yeah. And Ray returned and when Mel got proposed by Jack. Oh, yeah. And she dumped him on the same night and (laughs) slept with Ray. Jack's moved on, though. He's with Denise now. Oh, yeah. I think he's had, like, another one between as well, hasn't he? Probably. Rainy slept with Ray. Oh, yeah. He slept with Rainy as well. Good on you, Jack. Pull up your sleeves (laughs) and get in there. So... Yeah, so it, it, I mean, it's not huge news, but it's it's good that we know a date. It's it's almost an obvious date as well that we kind of knew it was going to be when, the, as I said, the reset button begins for EastEnders mm-hmm. for another year. But all this information kind of got leaked during that big press event that they had on Wednesday. Yes, people um, got to see the Callum and Whitney wedding. Yes, so certain members of press, sadly not ourselves. No, not this um, year. Not yet. <laughs> if if anyone's listening from EastEnders. Send us a press pass. We'd accept it <laughs> yeah, gracefully. We'd, we'd be more than pleased. And so bits and pieces are trickling out. So there may be a few more big stories coming out in the future. But um, for mm. now, that's that's what we've been we've been allowed to know. Yes, but yeah, I'm sure in a few weeks they'll be releasing like the awesome Trailer. general storylines mm. for Halloween. Sharon's fiftieth. It's all going off. Oh wow! I hope Billy does um, apple bobbing again this Halloween and loses another tooth. Oh, Adam's still around to help. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. With painkillers and whiskey. <laughs> well, there you go. That was your news report from Wolford Gazette. So we've got the short but sweet storyline of Callum and Whitney. A bit like the wine they're choosing for their wedding. Short but sweet? Oh, yeah. (laughs) How's this? It's not a whiskey drink. (laughs) Callum might loosen up then. got wrecked. I know. I mean, how much did she drink? Because she's not shy of drinking. So it's not like she's not got like a a protective layer of alcohol if she does drink a lot of alcohol. Mm. She must have just tried loads of wines for her wedding. Do you think she's not been eating just so she can fit into her beautiful dress? Mm. No peanut butter this month. Yeah, no peanut (laughs) butter. No argument. Yeah. That's why she's probably so grouchy as well, because she's hungry all yeah. the time. That's why she's always snapping at Callum and jump, jumping to conclusions. <laughs> but she still hasn't found the letters from Chris. Yet. 
because he like he was looking at them or had them in his pocket or something didn't he at the beginning of the week I think he just hides them in the most silly places it's, it's <laughs> yeah, like, like Sharon and the... in in her jewelry box <laughs> yeah yeah or under the bed I mean I'm presuming they don't use that bed very often for no. looky nooky so um. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a sad state of affairs. No, they must do because Whitney always pressures men into doing it, doesn't she? She's she pressures men to do a it. lot of things, doesn't she? But um, but they had that story, didn't they, a couple of weeks ago? When 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 well, a few months ago, when Callum was playing Xbox and he was paying her no well, attention. That was ages ago, yeah. Yeah, but then more recently, he said, "I prefer just cuddles on the sofa." <laughs> oh yeah, she went. Ah, yeah, he's yeah, sweet. Yeah, he's yeah. sweet, isn't he? I mean, even to lose his virginity, it took Whitney like ages and he looked shocked afterwards he was, was last he, year well he was surprised because he didn't realize that's what you can do with a woman because <laughs> he's not done it with a woman up until that point no. well which we now know so yeah they're just playing their wedding Stuart, bless him thinks he's best man and in charge of his little brother's stag do yeah, he even got a costume for it and a folder yeah considering Stuart doesn't do any work I know, what does he do? But he has, like, money. It's really weird. Yeah, nothing. He does nothing. Because he doesn't do his paedophile hunting anymore, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, he but he didn't get paid for doing him. that, did he? Oh, yeah, that's true. He must just still be on the gyros. Mm. But he used to have a car. What happened to his flat as well? That oh, weird yeah. flat. Yeah, his, um, his state house. Yeah. That's odd, isn't it? Yeah, they just kind of... He trashed it and then just left it. <laughs> but he lives with Dot now, doesn't he? But, mm. yeah, he's the only one on the square. Well, not the only one on the square, because Rainy doesn't work either. But she's living off the bills mm. but then they both seem to have to, they were the cafe the, the other cafe this week well, that's and why they got so much money see they got no outgoing no rent baby abby no baby bills. abby's quite an outgoing oh, yeah, and true. also Stuart bought that gladiatorial costume mm. he got that ring he binder he stole it like he stole whitney's wedding dress didn't he? well we don't know what he did but no he, he... appeared with her wedding dress yeah. somehow we, yeah, because he saw the photo. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe he stole everything. Because <laughs> mm. he's not 100% good. Also, if we're working on the theory of Dylan is alive somewhere, is he in a lock store somewhere? Is he in one of those big orange buildings with like, you know, when you hire a yeah, room? Because well, it's been one year since Stuart's shooting with Dylan Box. Mm. So it's the anniversary, so we might as well talk about Oh yeah, Dylan. happy anniversary, Dylan. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's still on the dam, I guess, because he's got no passport, no money. So, I don't but, know where Dylan is. I know. That's in yet another mystery that just seems to be unanswered. Is he going to turn up at the wedding? If they say, has anyone got any reason these two can't wed? Dylan's going to come running down, <laughs> yeah. soaking wet. It's like, I've been in the dam for a year. I've made friends Speaking with the mermaid people. people. have disappeared. What happened to that guy that um, Lola was meant to be marrying? He like appeared twice and then just never bothered coming back, did he? Well, he just went away, didn't he? Yeah. He was threatened by Ben, but then he told Lola that he'd been threatened by Ben. Hmm. But then Lola didn't believe him. Remember, she punched yeah. him in the face. <laughs> kind of forgotten, <laughs> and then Well, he was just he had his role in there. Maybe he's in Stuart's flat with Dylan Box having a little party. Maybe that's where Stuart still has the flat then, and Dylan's living locked in the flat up. with Stuart. Well, that'd be good. And he keeps him, yeah, he keeps him locked up in that flat. I mean, oh my God, that would be a heck of a revelation. <laughs> Can you imagine if you just see Stuart kind of yeah. open the door into his flat? One and just Friday see episode, there. the last five minutes, yeah. you see it. Not even the last five minutes, just like to completely unexpected. It's like, oh, I just need to go somewhere rainy. Off Stuart goes. Mm. And you open the door and you just go, and then you just see Dylan in the corner. Oh, where's Stuart? Yeah, yeah. Got me some beans. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. On your PC. Yeah, yeah. Having loads of fun. Do you want to join in? Yeah. Possibly. But we've gone way off tangent here. Because I know. we were talking about how Stuart isn't the best man. So maybe after that conversation, he shouldn't be. But no, he's chosen no. Mick as his best man. Yeah. So. Well, although Mick did say to him that clout is thicker than water. So he <laughs> Only did... because he was too stressed, he just didn't want it. I mean, yeah, but then the only people who knows that he's stressed is Stuart. And Stuart was the one who saved him this week. Mm, he was, because Mick, talking about the Carters, he's having built up stress 
his heart. Well, it's not his heart, is it? He's just having like panic attacks. He's having panic attacks. But He's people, been diagnosed as yeah, panic attacks. but people think it's like his heart when he like collapses. Well, because he always clutches his <laughs> chest. He's always like, <gasps> and he's clutching his chest every mm. time. He's turning the lights on and off. What's happening? I don't think he's turning the lights on and off unless he's having a hell of a hallucination. Yeah. Alexa, he's asking his Amazon. <laughs> yeah, Alexa, why is my lights <laughs> flickering? You're having a panic attack. <laughs> shouldn't laugh it's a very serious subject it is very serious. i mean it's Danny dire so again i'm just like yeah. i mean a, a couple of people did get in touch with us to say that they did enjoy mick's heavy breathing <laughs> lots of people on twitter basically Danny dire fans are like saying this is the best acted scene i've ever seen in the history of eastenders i genuinely believe that if you put danny if they had an episode of eastenders a whole half an hour and they literally they just put danny dire sat in front of a blank screen looking like in a, different directions <laughs> in different direction. i'm sure if they did if mick did like a shia labeouf like meme where he's just acting out all those different like emotions and doing all those different scenes and people can put whatever background they want <laughs> in front of a green screen and, and they then open it up to the public to say you know best scene of the year for any soap mick would win it Mm-hmm. Or Danny Dyer, I should say, would win it. It's just ridiculous. I mean, it, I I like Mick. I like the character of Mick. Yeah. And I like, I love Danny Dyer. You know, I mean, he's found his home in EastEnders. He's been in it near on six years. So he's, I don't think there's any danger of him <laughs> leaving anytime soon. Mm. But I mean, let's be honest. There has been, especially this week with some of the actors, there's been performances which has outshone <laughs> Danny Dyer. Mm. Lady Di, the new Lady Di was in it in the past. Yes, the new dog, because the original one died a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, that's cruel <laughs> no, to I'm Danny Dyer. I mean, we're going to get hate, I, I have to say, because whenever we say anything on Twitter about Danny Dyer, we instantly get. Hmm. I don't a lot mind. Of hate. He's just. I don't mind Danny Dyer. He's like... to me, but he's not. Like, his scenes of him. And like the weird special effects going around him. They weren't like... Yeah, but amazing. you didn't like those scenes, as you said at the top of the show. That's true. But even with the music added, didn't hit an emotional note with me. So what are they going to do next? Yeah, but it wasn't really music, was it? It was just if you let a child into a kitchen with pots mm. and pans and a wooden spoon. It's just like, gong, gong, gong. <laughs> just like noise, wasn't it? Just an echo of noise around mm. everything. But you know, the Carters, no more secrets, Mick. No more secrets, L. Well, every week we say no more secrets. Yeah. But the secret's out again. Mm. So at the moment, there's no secrets. Because Linda's told him she's got the all clear. Shirley's told him she punched someone. Shirley and Linda know that. Tina knows it. Linda didn't mind. In fact, no. Linda said to Shirley, I would have done the same thing if someone had insulted... A little bit of bonding there. Yeah. And Shirley gave a little smile, didn't she, when mm. Linda wasn't looking? And then she quickly frowned again <laughs> when Linda yeah. turned around and looked at her again. Like a knowing nod, like, you're right, Elle. Yeah. Mick has told her that he's already booked an appointment, but we don't know if that's 100% true. So I mean, there's, there's no, no more secrets could be happening again. there's no reason for him to lie about that surely yeah, there's no reason for him to like not tell her in the first like this whole thing like he should have just said i need to go to the hospital well he was covering up from linda because linda was waiting for her results for her smear test because she obviously had her second smear test mm-hmm. because the other, the last one was inconclusive um she got the results and she found out that she was fine she was all mm-hmm. clear so nothing to worry about so there's no real reason now no, for nick to kind of take on the burden of responsibility of everything everyone else's problems he's not told his best mate mitch though is he no he hasn't well i bet mitch will make fun of him i bet he will because mm-hmm. mitch is so ugh. oh he's just awful it's like the tonight on friday's episode when he started making jokes and oh yeah that's stag dude yeah it's like oh yeah. he's gonna bang her and it's like Ugh. Oh, he's so rubbish he's just so annoying even when it was and we'll talk about the we we'll talk about the taylor's stories 
later on the show. But like even when he was doing the stories with Bailey, like he was so inadequate with the care of Bailey. No, and no. the only way he could like get the only redeeming feature he had was by basically buying his love to her again. <laughs> not even using his and money, not even using his own money. Yeah, that's, that's basically. Thing. Well, yes, we'll talk but, about um, that yeah, later. Yeah, because Mick said like to Linda, "Oh, actually, I'm." I'm kind of embarrassed about what it is because it's panic attacks it's nothing serious is mm. what he thinks even though it is but i bet that's like a thing like him and mitch is like manly friendship i think he'll like make a joke to mick and it'll put mick off like yeah. having treatment or something. like he'll say something and he'll be like, oh don't panic mick yeah and mick will be like oh yeah no i've lost my masculinity a little bit we're, we're, we're still hoping on the hit list for stuart aren't we that mitch is going to be there because stuart's going to feel a bit inadequate by mm. the Mitch and Mick's friendship. Hopefully. Or Grey. Grey can hit him or something. Stuart and Mick's friendship grew, though, didn't it? When um, Stuart kind of calmly and com- give gave Mick some composure. Mm-hmm. And that was nice as but well. Mick doesn't like really want to admit it. Well, he's still saying that the only reason he's kind of talking to him and he's allowing him in the pub now is because of Callum's wedding. Mm. And once the wedding's over, the this, you know the same rules will apply and you can't keep coming in. And yeah, and Linda agrees with me. But then I think Linda's son softened a little bit towards Stuart as well when mm. she saw that Stuart knew about his panic attacks. But instead oh, of because yeah, he helped him through and helped him breathe. And yeah, stuff. that's it. He yeah. helped him with the kind of like meditation and the breathing techniques. Although Rainy wasn't much help, was she? Well, Rainy wasn't there. She was, she went into the kitchen and watched, oh, like, watched she? over and like made a judgy comment. You know, you could tell Linda was a bit like, oh, okay, well, I suppose he's helped my husband out with this. But she she wasn't very impressed that Stuart knew before her. Mm. So, But but she kind of let it lie on no this occasion. Secrets. So she kind of let it lie on this occasion, though. All right, so let's move on and have a little chat about Baby Abby continuing drama of... I know, is anyone going to think about Abby? Is anyone <laughs> thinking of the children? Bobby. Bobby, yeah, the only one who's sane. It's remarkably the only one who's sane in the Bill household right at this moment. Mm, makes sense. It does it. it. Yeah. Does I mean... it? The kid who's basically just spent, what, three years in prison for the murder of his sister, and he's <laughs> the only one who sees common sense. I still find it so weird when they had that scene in the lounge and Max was waiting for Baby Abby. And Ian was on the sofa, Bobby was on the sofa, and Max was just stood in between them. I thought, God, this is weird. Like, these three characters just mm. harmoniously standing next to each other. I do think that they're deliberately trying to mingle Max with the Bills, Ian and Bobby, just to make us feel like, oh, they've forgiven Max, so we should too. No. And it's like, no, I'm never forgiving Max for what he did. <laughs> To a year or so ago, when he just decided to completely try to destroy Albert Square. Mm. And delete Simon Wicks' history. And exactly and that. And Jane. And push Jane away from the square. Yeah. Another loved character. So don't know. No, we do not forgive Max <laughs> for what he's done. If Ian might forgive him, but then mm. Ian's it's a very shady odd. fool. It's not like Ian to like forgive him. He would like, be so okay with max like in the hat it's just weird i think he kind of i think also i think that having max there kind of softens like this tension between ian and bobby yeah because they've still not really found their mm. path together either and kathy's just kind of like the lemon isn't she she's kind of like <laughs> the odd one out she kind of just stands in the background and every now and then throws mm. a few comments in. i mean the one good thing i can see of jane not being there is that like jane's role is sort of move to Kathy so Kathy gets more screen time which yeah but we were always here we for. were so excited because Kathy we thought oh hang on hang on we kind of got sat on the edge of our seats <laughs> something's happening here Kathy Kathy's got her own venture her own 
gay bar and she's got maybe she's you know got a few stories coming her way she's looking after abby she's got rainy story where she's pushing drugs on a, a druggie you know what's going to happen with kathy and they seem to they kind of throw a few crumbs kathy's way mm. and then don't really give her we're getting more than we have got so i know but not enough we need more kathy <laughs> pour the kathy on me uh, kathy and sharon should have a storyline together Gabby and Sharon. Yeah. But they should really, they've got a heck of a history, especially exactly. considering with Phil. Yeah. Sharon should admit the baby's uh, father to Kathy. Yeah. That'd be nice. I'd like that. She phoned her up saying, Kath, yeah. you used to work for Samaritans. Can I have some <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll knit my, my son and daughter a jumper, <laughs> won't you? We have Rainey who's still taking her pills, even though she's probably not hurt anymore like phil's out of hospital and he's yeah. all right she's faking it now mm. to, for attention for attention and also just not to work she just doesn't <laughs> want to do any work no just watch tv have Can't... a bit be- have a um, breakfast made for her she's quite happy yeah she always gets something made by bobby doesn't she mm. like bobby make me make me a bowl of cornflakes make your own yeah and her like timekeeping with baby abby's not being very good and max is getting all upset pacing up and down and there was like a big huge argument in the bill house which we haven't had for a while in the bill house so it was nice but all it was those a, characters. it was a good argument because it wasn't just a chaotic over the top crazy kind of everyone yelling over each other max branning standard argument mm. it started that way but then the conversation stick came out now whose idea do you think that was not kathy? Kathy. No, no no not kathy well it, it broke because bobby stood up and said why is no one thinking of baby abby mm. why is it holding an ipad himself? and he like oh i thought he's gonna hit i someone. thought he was about to throw it on the floor yeah. i thought was, oh no like he stopped what he did with lucy's ed <laughs> with an ipad yeah but um no he's he's he got upset and like won't anyone think of baby having these stormed off? Mm. So. But which then made uh, everyone in that room kind of see a bit of sense. Mm. Like, yeah, we are acting like children <laughs> and we're meant to be responsible for a child. Yes. And uh, let's do something about it. Yeah. The talking stick came out. It was that quite was nice, good. actually. It quite was a, worked. It was, yeah, it worked. It was a good scene. It showed that there is a bit of civilness between mm. Max and Rainey. I know, am they... kind of over, like, Baby Abby, though. Like, it has been going a long time, this Baby Abby storyline. Yeah, but there's nowhere really if they can take it, because yeah. now Rainey and Max both want, you know, know the care we had of this her. last year, where they both wanted care yeah, of Yeah, but her. they were doing it together at that time. Mm, yeah. Apart from Max's together, kind you know, of. jaunt off to France and started... Seeing some French girl, mm. some cheap Most French hate. tart. I'm starting to hate Baby Abby. This is where it's going to. Wow, <laughs> that's a legacy character. That's that's Stephen and Abby. I know. In one child. <laughs> it's like uh, just just make a decision or just get rid of her and give it to Cora and just move on. No, I think it's fine it's as long as they don't make the story all about who gets to look after what time. Rainy needs to be back mm. with baby Abby and but you know, Max constantly making a dig at the fact that Rainy went out and left Abby to be looked after by Kathy. You know, as long as it's that doesn't make their centre storyline. And I don't think that is what's happening now. I think it's very much splitting in two directions, isn't it? It's Max and Ruby and what seems to be Max's inability to keep Ruby's interests <laughs> unless he kind of keeps up to date with her mm. and also that she doesn't really want have any kind of interest in looking oh, yeah. after a child he made a big mistake with ruby really didn't he i mean like, ruby very she's... much thinks about ruby yeah mm. and like the thought of a baby although max again being trashy max Browning is trash um he like got baby abby for the day with him and ruby yeah. without <laughs> even telling ruby <laughs> and then he was like, oh, her, her nappy needs doing. Here you go, Ruby. Yeah. I'll go off, sit in the lounge. Yeah. Like, this is the first time she's met Baby Abby, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Stop and, calling her Baby Abby. And also, Ruby was naked underneath a trench coat. Oh, yeah. 
Which is no state to be in when you're looking after a child. No. But, but she wasn't told by Max that she was looking after mm. a child. But yeah, no, Max... So basically they're two quite selfish characters. Mm, but she's like more selfish than him. Yeah. So and she doesn't a want, a shock for him. Yeah, she doesn't want the baggage of a child. <laughs> and Jack has warned her, and Tiff has warned him as well, that really Ruby doesn't seem to be the kind mm. of girl who... And Rainy. Rainy yeah, warned him too. Who doesn't really want the responsibility of having a ready-made family presented mm. in front of her. She's an independent woman. She does Pilates. <laughs> she turns up at someone's door with a big bowl of pasta and expects them to let her in yeah. and then even just if eat them with her. Yeah, even if you want an evening to yourself listening to Sailor V by Bewitched. No. No. Ruby's got a bowl of pasta which she's made in 10 minutes with a stirring sauce and she expects to have mm. some attention. Thank you very much. And she's got the energy. She can be up all day making pasta, Pilates, exercising, changing mm. nappies having sex with no with a coat on and also go clubbing all night as well clubbing all night well old max can't he's <laughs> broken his back he was walking around the square going oh why, is his, oh. why did his back hurt because he was tired he was like an advert for Volterol, wasn't it it's like you just imagine these red streaks coming out of the back of his yeah. going, oh yeah so that's so that's where max and ruby's heading yeah. and then there's Stuart and rainy which is heading down the Stuart's kind of mothering rainy a bit too yeah, much yeah because she said she's just she's not going to take the pills anymore but then he looked in her handbag and saw those pills. So. Yeah, but she'd only just said it. So to not trust her yeah, to kind true. of just get rid of those well, pills himself. he's taken them now, hasn't he? Yeah, he's pocketed so... them for himself. But then has he pocketed them for himself to take? No, it's going to be a test. Because if she's missing them, that means she was going to have one. Mm. So. But but Stuart reminds me now, after watching a lot of classic EastEnders these past couple of weeks, <laughs> of Nasty Nick and his return to Dot and his new Christian way. And I'm wondering if Stuart, this this whole thing mm. is just How one ruse, one big up? act, yeah. And so these pills might be something that he might pop him himself. Maybe he's still got Bex's pills as well. Yeah, maybe he's still got those, and he's going to make a concoction. He's going to get a pestle and mortar and crush them all up and sniff them off Dot's table. That I table's thought. got a lot to answer for. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I think Baby Abby. For everyone who doesn't get that reference, Stacey and Martin made love on the table. Okay, well, I, I, <laughs> anyone who's, if you don't get that reference, you, you need to listen back to our old podcast and find <laughs> yeah, out. Like episode it. two, when we used to do like those soundbite things for a minute. Oh, yeah, at the beginning the of the show. We used to do a summer for the yeah. week. They were, That took a long time. <laughs> That's the reason we don't do them anymore. Mm-hmm. But things that we still do is a little game. So we're going to go off and play a little game right now. So famously, the very first line ever muttered in EastEnders was, ah, it stinks in it, don't it? <laughs> yeah, Den. By Den, yeah. So, and we, we created a game around this, which we played a couple of times, um, called, ah, it stinks in here, don't it? Yes, it does. Creatively. <laughs> it does. Sorry, that's me. And uh, basically, it's a very simple game. So for anyone joining us for the first time, I'm going to read out seven quotes, and I'm going to give Ben seven different characters, and Ben has to match the quote with the character. Simple mm. as that. Easy peasy. Yeah, I did really good last time as well. You did? You did. And then Ben grades himself dependent on what kind of character he is. With intelligence. Um, on the level of intelligence, <laughs> which we always end on for some bizarre reason. Anyway, this week's edition of Our Stinks in Here, Don't It? Mm. Guys, it's yes, really it does. mouthy. <laughs> I know, it's so difficult to say that. <laughs> is a female icons week. Oh, good. My favourite. Yeah. So, That's what I am. So get ready to play at home. The quotes are either from Shirley Carter, Carol Jackson... Which is a bone of contention because I famously said that she wasn't as much of an icon on Twitter. <laughs> All the hate I had. Sharon Mitchell, nay Watts. Peggy Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Chrissy Watts. 
Pat Butcher and Angie Watts. A lot of Watts. That's a lot of them. Yeah. Well, I said there's seven icons, some female. That's just just a handful of icons from the soap. Uh, With Pauline. (laughs) She's for another time. Um, So you need to tell me what their very first line was from the soap when they were introduced, their very first line, okay? Right. So here's the first one. Excuse me, I'm looking for a village called Kingston. Whose line was that? The very first line. A village called... um, Kingston. Carol. Mm, or Shirley. You're saying Shirley. <laughs> You're starting strong with Shirley. Okay. Second line. Mum mm-hmm. will like it. What do you think, Shell? <laughs> Shell? Yeah. Mum will like it. Sharon? You're saying Sharon for that yeah. one. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's easy, I think. Next one. You still owe me last week's money. What you looking at? I'll say I'll give you a clue on this one. The person was finishing a conversation with another character and then moved on to someone who was staring at them. So that's why the end of it is what you're looking at. So you still owe me last week's money. What you're looking at? Oh, Pat, maybe she looks at Pete. Maybe you can swap them a bit later. Yeah, I know, but there's a lot of them. Well, it's always seven. Nothing's changed. Oh, the number's always been seven. How are you getting along at home, <laughs> listeners? Are you enjoying the game? Is there a lot of them? Let us know. Next quote. Oh, nice of you to drop in, Ethel. Angie. You're saying that's Angie? Yep. Good. Let's carry on. Quote number five. A glass of white wine would be nice. Chrissy. Okay. Here's the penultimate one. What do you think I'm doing? Waiting for the number 13 bus. You've got left Peggy. Is this Barbara Windsor Peggy or... Oh, I should say it is Barbara Windsor Peggy. Oh, God's sake. Well, that's not fair. So you've, got, um, well, you've still got Peggy left, so you can add... Yeah, I know. But <laughs> so it's either Peggy or... She's in the hospital talking to Phil, I think. Oh, no. She talks to Sharon on the phone. You've got Peggy or Carol. They're the last two you've got left. I'm going to say Carol for bus one and just see what the last okay. line is. And the last one is... Guess who? I'll do it a bit more enthusiastically. Guess who? <laughs> so that could be Pat. Oh. No, that is Pat. No. If you're saying that's Pat, then what do you think line number two is? Which Something is about money. number three. Sorry, you still owe me last week's money. What you're looking at? You've got. I mean, you've only got Peggy right. left. Oh. So you, if you don't think that's Peggy, <laughs> you need to give Peggy to someone else. Guess who? Maybe that is Peggy because she's like recast. I'll go through them once more, and you can change them <laughs> if you want to. So here are the answers you've given. It's very traumatic. So the first one was, "Excuse me, I'm looking for a village called Kingston," and you've matched that up with Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Shirley. The next one, oh, mum, mum will like it. What do you think, Shell? You've yeah, mixed, Sharon. You've mixed that, matched that up with Sharon. That, that is Sharon, so that's fine. Okay, good. The next, <laughs> you still owe me last week's money. What you're looking at? You said that's Pat. That can't be Pat. Next one, oh, nice of you to drop in, Ethel. You said that's Angie. Yeah, that is Angie. Mm-hmm. So that's right. And the Chrissy one must be right for wine. A glass of white wine would be nice. Mm. Yep, that's Chrissy. So I'm going to swap Shirley with the Pat one. So Shirley says, what you're looking at? one song about money oh so you're changing the first one i think so excuse me i'm looking for a village <laughs> called kingston yeah that's not pat's first line is it oh i don't know i was gonna stick right i'm you're all stick... confused now. there's too many <laughs> and it's going on okay. too long well let me tell you you got three right four. Oh, you good. got four right and you were almost there <laughs> so excuse me i'm looking for a village called kingston was indeed shirley oh that is right and she was um asking for directions from dino and carly but she was pretending that she didn't know them but she was watching them from afar Okay, so guess who must be Pat then? Guess who is Pat, yeah. Guess yeah. who is Pat? Um, you said it was Peggy. Mum will like it. What do you think, Cher? Was indeed Sharon. 
Nice of you to drop in, Ethel. Was indeed Angie. Mm-hmm. A glass of white wine would be nice. Was indeed Chrissy Watts. Yeah, I remember that. So the two you got mixed up and wrong was you still owe me last week's money, what you're looking at. That was Carol. She was finishing a conversation with Bianca and Pat was looking over. And then that's when she went, what you're looking at? Mm. And what do you think I'm doing? Waiting for the number 13 bus was when Peggy, the Barbara Windsor Peggy, was visiting Phil in hospital after Sharon Gate. I've watched that recently, see. It's because I was thinking of the first Peggy. Mm. So that's your fault, that point. So, yeah. The whole game's ruined because of you. We did well. Four out of seven. Mm. Plus not all the information. You had all the information. You're not about Peggy and that Peggy one was important. Well, no, because you asked me about Peggy the moment I gave you her quote. (laughs) So you should have worked it out straight away from that. It's too late by then. The damage had been done. Mm. How did you guys get along? (laughs) Hope you got seven out of seven. Marked more impressed than Ben. Ben, we were intelligence level uh, compared to a character from EastEnders this week. Bianca. Bianca. <laughs> That's kind of downgrading Bianca, I think. Yeah. She's more than average. Fashion. Ricky. I'd say you're a Ricky. Mm. Did a Ricky this week. So there you go. Um, let us know how you got along. And that was another edition of Ah, Stinks Here, Don't It? So we're looking up to the stars through my telescope. Reach for the moon, then. I am. There's a big bright one up there. Is there? And it looks like Angie Watts to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the one just next to it, twinkling. The big red one. Is Den. <laughs> no, not Pat. Oh, no, Pat. No, Pat would be a cluster, like her <laughs> earrings. It'd be like a dangling earring off the oh, side yeah. of the moon. Put them all together. It's one of her favourite earrings. <laughs> Can you imagine if you put the stars together? You could, must be able to like crudely put stars together and make like someone's face. <laughs> if someone wants to do that, please do send it to us on our Twitter. And we'd be more than pleased yeah, to retweet it. Patting the stars. Patting the stars. So, um, yes, we're talking about the Taylors and the Atkins, where Bailey's feeling upset, learning a bit more about her mum's, like her inquest was this week, and it was all okay. But mm. Mitch, not being the great character or person that he is, he wasn't really explaining it very well to Bailey. He sort of said, eh, Karen, you, you explain it. Well, yeah, he just kind of said, She's committed, suicide. She's committed suicide, <laughs> Bailey. So deal with it. Yeah. Happy... Here's a book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have this book on the stars. <laughs> Enjoy it. I'm off to see your sister, whose husband smacked me. Mm, because um, he's off on the scrounge for some money, as usual. Mm. Um, and before this, we had like the Grey and Chantel side, where he's got like a promotion or a possibility of a promotion or a work to do that he's going to yeah i think it's i think it's a, like a meeting a, a meeting of solicitors minds mm. and they're like kind there's of, opportunity for him to like yeah to promote himself mm. and get get higher up um because he wants to also have another baby because yeah. he makes beautiful children with chantelle makes sense it, well if you make beautiful children put them as models Money, more money for Chantel <laughs> and Grey. But they're on a tight budget, Chantel and Grey. Mm. He did just buy her a house. Oh, like, that's randomly. true. That is true. Uh, uh, which was then fitted up differently to what the original already quite oh, nice yeah. cosmetic house was. He had it done to his own specifics. Mm. So, yeah, he has spent a lot of money. So now they're on a bit of a tighter budget. And he's let, and he's, he like warned her, didn't he? Yeah. Like not to go over. He's put everything in exact envelopes as well. So one for money, for shopping and one for, you know, Nick snacks, a few treats, maybe mm. a pizza, maybe a Domino's, maybe a Taco Bell, a KFC, mm. all fast food restaurants I can think of just so I don't miss one out. 
But yeah, not allowed to have too much fun when he's not there, though, because he gets upset. So, um, yeah, she's on a strict budget. And obviously, because she's on a budget this week, Mitch pops over and wants some money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now, now Mitch knows that Grey is le- is not in the house. Mm-hmm. He's now And he didn't some... even, like, say sorry about what he did to Grey. Like, he didn't apologise at all. Money. Even when Chantel said, you need to apologise to Grey, and then I'll maybe consider forgiving mm-hmm. you... And he's just outright said no because I feel like I've done the right thing, mm. and if I feel like I've done that, then no one else needs to basically get any apologies mm. from me. I'm still mad that he was right about Grey because I know it's like oh my god's sake, it's a bad taste in your mouth, isn't I it? Know. It's like I hate you, Mitch. Mm. But anyway, he did get that loan, didn't he, from Chantel? Oh, yeah, of course he did. Yeah, eighty pounds, and he bought a telescope, mm. so he, so they can look at the stars and. Bailey was able to see her mum mm. in the Although stars. very dangerous of them to go onto that big roof. I wouldn't go up there. I know. The, the amount of stuff that's happened on that roof. <laughs> they're not branning, so that's like a branning curse up there, I think. Mm, I think so. We're not, we're branning slash Stacey. Yeah, she never Stacey fell. Is, she never fell, but she came close, didn't she? And she's always involved in some way with, with the someone brannings. falling off. Yeah, she's yeah. always got a whiff of brannings to her, <laughs> isn't she? She's always smells a bit branning. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, very brave of them to go up there. But, yeah, very clear... Night in the middle of London there. It was. It was. It's amazing how many stars you can see. Considering all, all the light pollution that happens around London yeah. in a city, like central east London, then <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've quite a clear sky. So that was lucky. Mm. And the, it was nice that uh, the carters seemed to give them permission without them even really asking. They just kind of just went oh, up on the roof. That will put the insurance up. <laughs> well, I don't think everything that's happened up there. Not anyone could just go to the back of a bar. I mean, I've worked yeah, but he probably a asked and... his mate Mick, didn't he? Oh yeah, that's it. They're chummy, aren't they? That's probably the only reason he's friends of him. Seeing girl from that roof just for oh, this yeah. one thing. So do you reckon that telescope's going to permanently stay there now? And so if Bailey ever wants to kind of just mm. look, she could for her use mom, it out of the Taylor's flags. That's like a second story. I'd imagine it would be the same kind of light pollution situation there as well. Yeah. So, well, Keanu's got the not Keanu, sorry, is it? It's um, is it Karen who lives on the very top because it's a three-story building, isn't it? Oh yeah, and or is it Chatton and Riley? I think it's so Chatton and Riley because they're always up there. Yeah, they're always hiding up in the attic. <laughs> I guess it will just stay on the Vic mm. roof. I mean, Bailey did something really kind this week as well because she decided to dress up as a man to help Keegan kind of get out of his rut of not oh, having yeah, any kind of male happens. attention. She got a couple of orange juices. And went, all right, bruv. Should we get ourselves a Chinese later? Watch the footy. <laughs> oh, yeah, she tried to talk like sports and stuff, didn't she? Yeah, because that's so. what men do. Mm. Talk about sports and eat food. And then they played football together where Hunter was watching them. And... Yeah, but I don't think that was part of that. I think they played <laughs> FIFA on Monday instead. They oh, got out no. a copy of FIFA 19 and just kind of... Awful. And also Cherie was like manipulating her mind into like believing in spiritual things. Like talking about her mum and how you can talk to her. and Yeah, using mediums. Yeah. I mean, I was really quite disappointed with Bailey's at this point because Bailey's... I was, dis- I was disappointed with the storyline at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, same. I <sighs> mean, Bailey has always been quite straight thinking and even she said like it's just power of manipulation. Basically, mm. they say what you want you to hear. It was really cruel because Bailey was saying all that. But then, like, they showed Bailey sitting on the floor looking really, like, happy, like, oh, I'm going to fight. She, like, searched for a medium on her phone. Well, this is where the music from the Nell and Hunter story leaked into. And again, it kind of showed the emotion a little bit. It's so horrible because this, what Cherie has said, or what all of them were saying about talking to spirits and talking to medium, it's given, like, Bailey a bit of hope thinking, I can talk to my Mm. mum. And it's so, it's a load of rubbish. Bailey oh, of course it's a right. load of rubbish. And that's what, it's really like quite sad, like mm. thinking like this like nine-year-old girl is thinking, oh, I'm going to get to speak to my mum again. Mm. But she's grasping at straws, isn't she? She's desperate. To, mm. to, she wants an explanation. She still can't understand 
in to to Bailey's very young mind why her why mum, her mum did, did, it. did it. And yeah. so in a way, you can understand why she would do that. I know. I'm not mm. having a go at her. I'm just no. saying like, how irresponsible it was, like the way Cherie was saying. It was very irresponsible that like, she oh, did that, yeah. And it was like irresponsible it. that the rest of the family kind of joined in as mm. well, like Karen and Lola. Although mm. Lola did make fun of it too, to That's be fair. True. I mean, my biggest question is, mm. and I may have said this before, but obviously if you... The, the verb for searching for something on the internet seems to seems to be quite universally that you've Googled something. You mm. I've just Googled something. In the world of EastEnders, obviously it's SearchWise, their big search engine. Yes. So what's the verb for SearchWise? I wised it. I searchwised it. <laughs> yeah, but SearchWise is a bit mouthy, searched isn't it? Searched it. So, yeah, but it searched up. it's really generic. Looked it up. I no, it's like I wised it or I. I'm getting wise. It. Oh yes, <laughs> I'm clicking into and getting wised. But um, not very wise. I mean, I was quite amazed how many um, mediums are in Walford. Big Mo wasn't on there. <laughs> no, well, she's she's been seen as a bit of a hack, hasn't mm. she? Let's I'm dreading this storyline next week. She's only in one episode of the medium, thank yeah. God. But I, I already don't like it. Well, there's a kind of link with um, Coronation Street as well, because they did a medium storyline. And do you know who oh, played yeah. the medium? Yeah, Joyce. Um, not Joyce. <laughs> it was like Joyce's sister. No. no. Who was it? It was someone. It, it was the wife who jumped. The woman who married or almost married Phil Mitchell and burnt Ben Mitchell with oh, a teaspoon. Oh yes, yes, yes. Stella. Yes, yeah, Stella. Yeah, she played the medium. You see. Oh. So I kind of a little part of me wished that there was a character from East, uh, from Coronation Street that was going to play the medium in EastEnders. No, she, she is from like something like an old Carry On film, isn't she? I think this woman. Oh, I don't know. I don't watch the Carry On films, which may surprise Bass? a few people. Oh, yeah, Barbara Windsor. But Barbara Windsor's known for more than just the Carry On mm. films. She's known for loads. But, um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this fortune teller storyline. I think it's awful. Mm. Hopefully someone is going to be like, no, this is a load of rubbish, and, like, show her up. Yeah. They're so they're such manipulators, mediums. Oh, I, I like, couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. They they basically... they, they so I hope they show Throw that. a net out of, like, information, mm. and then as soon as someone kind of grabs the hook... Then they then take that information mm. and start spinning on it. So mm. yeah, no, oh god, yeah. But but I just hope the show show that, and they don't have like, because I know that Chantel is involved. I don't want to go into too many spoilers. I don't really know, but I know that the medium says something to Chantel, which makes Chantel think like she knows about her and Gray or something, and it's like really messy and irresponsible to me. It's just oh what? So this medium's like oh medium you're in you've got trouble yeah, about you're her and Gray ahead. Yeah, and it's like oh no, don't do that. Oh no, I'd hate that too. I'd really hate mm. that because it then kind of puts a bit. It puts um false belief in it, like false hope, and I don't know. Just it it makes it seem like it's a believable form, yeah. and it's not really. That's not really for us to really say, mm. and it's not. True. I'll avoid full judgment until next week. So you have yeah. to wait till next week for me to. Next week, <laughs> Ben, ben stays, starts the show with a lay <laughs> into that scene, then we know but, that um, it's going to be very. Yeah, it just feels a bit irresponsible and tacky. Yeah, not the right way to approach mm. the subject. It feels like something like this is like a medium fortune teller story. Mm. Like, it's something like a series does when it's in like series 20 and like running out of. Mm. Any, I mean, EastEnders is yeah, but you is know kind of I mean. at that point. But like, um, Bad Girls did it in like the last series, yeah. and it just stinks of like. It would be better if they kind of kept it to the Bailey channeling inverted commas her mum story, and it's basically it manipulates Bailey in such a way that perhaps it gets her in trouble in one way or another. Like she starts taking money from Karen maybe and she mm. starts doing it and then so that could that would be good but yeah as you say if they start doing it it's like oh I can see that you're in trouble young girl young yeah, lady you, who doesn't believe in me over yeah, there yeah yeah that that would be silly so, um, 
we'll see mm. how disappointed I'll be. However, I, I wonder if the medium can predict Tiff's GCSE results because she got those this week. She did with Kathy and Jean, which is like yeah. a nice little mix. Three mm-hmm. generations there. Three generations. And three different families. Tiff only needed three GCSEs to get into the college that she wanted to do fashion. Or oh, is it makeup, isn't it? Makeup, makeup. artistry. Yes. Which we predicted, hello. Yes, we did. Someone's listening to this. (laughs) We said, wouldn't it be great if Tiff did a... There was a story where Tiff learnt to be a makeup artist. And then we said, it would be nice if Keegan goes on and like has a real boost in his confidence for wanting like... A a, career. A career. And then that happened. What's going on? Selling sandwiches from the man with trainers. We're not getting paid for these storylines. I'm bitterly disappointed. (laughs) So yeah, so Tiff did get her results. Again, not a great lesson to teach kids out there that you don't really need to Mm, go to school that often. I think that when Jean was like, well, you don't ever go to school. And like... Mm. Tiff doesn't, let's be fair. And she was like, so you might not get the grades. And then Tiff was like, I got the grades. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I, I oh, passed. Okay. Hooray. That's a good lesson then. I mean, Tiff, to be fair. We're being a bit PC here, but it we was are. a bit like. But also oh. Tiff is quite intelligent. You know, I mean, you you know Tiff is smart. She just got into like the kind of wrong yeah, she's street crowd. Smart. Well, she's not that street smart, actually. No, she's not. She, in fact, I, I, but you get the impression that she is quite with it when it comes to like education. And mm. so... I, it makes some sense that she may have scraped the grade in order to get her into college. Mm. But she got more grades than um, Keegan. Yep, she got more grades than Denise. <laughs> Denise, let's never forget, has one GCSE. She does, but she did it. But she runs a business. They're so all okay. Kathy runs two businesses. I wonder how many... She, she'd have O-levels. Yeah. The, the age of Kathy. <laughs> I don't suppose she probably did them. She probably just... No, because she wasn't Pete. with... No, she, no, no, did she marry Pete Young? She did marry Pete Young because she's younger than Pete. She was like... Yeah, she was young. She was about 20, I think. Yeah. Knowing Pete, he probably dragged her out of university. <laughs> you don't need that. What do you need education for? You're a woman. I'm a man. I'm a man. Make me eggs. I'll look after you. Yeah. Woo. Um, and also, uh, Jack is considering joining the police force again. If he lives long enough. <laughs> yes, that's quite right. He got acquitted for the oh, yeah, stabbing the punching, and the yeah, punching thing. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so now the police basically want this retrobate back. I mean, didn't Jack leave the police force because he was basically crooked? So why are the police so desperate know. to bring this back a weird crooked mate that officer? keeps turning up? Mm. I mean, like the mate, like this guy's retiring anyway. So why does he want Jack back if he's retiring? I mean, they did a kind of like a political stance of, oh, you know, we're, we're so strained in the police force at the moment. Anyone will do. Well, maybe what they should do, because that of his mates retiring, he should just ask him and Jack to do like some private detective stuff. Oh, yeah. I'd a like a pension bit, money. I'd like a bit of private, private detection. Yeah. I mean, Jack does do. Jack does get a few bits and pieces from his mates in the force, doesn't he? So mm. there's no reason why he couldn't do like a more private. Anybody make more money doing it that way? Yeah. That'd be Silly interesting. Jack, but he might be dead next week. So maybe his police mate, because he's retiring, he'll be he'll be like, "Hi, oh, Jack. I've come over. It's my last day on the force before I retire." And oh Hunter, yeah. Hunter will shoot him back. So <laughs> he'll jump in front of Jack and take the bullet. Yeah. I only had one day <laughs> till retirement. That old chestnut. Yeah. Wait for that. Right. So that is the week all talked about and moaned about and praised. So we are going to move on to our final section. Yeah, a few tweets, messages and Facebook posts from you guys. And also we're going to find out who won the week next. You know me, I ain't one to gossip. Yep, it's the end of the show where we find out who has won the week. And also we read out your comments. But before we do any of that, we like to find out who had won the week in the previous years leading up to the present day, as we step into that little time machine of Ben's and ask Ben who'd won the week in the past. We do. But first, as always, we have birthdays to, to celebrate. Yay. If I had a party pop, I'd go pop. 
right now. So one birthday. <laughs> Hardly worth the pipe of. I'm putting it back away uh, now. You oh. don't know whose birthday it is. Okay, yes, Vern, you're right, you're right. You'll regret this in a minute when you hear whose birthday's been missed out. This man <laughs> was born 19th of August, 1943. He died in 1996 at the age of 52. It's not very old, is it? No, it's really not. Is it Arthur? Our beloved. Arthur he loved this place. He is Arthur Fowler. Yeah, Arthur Fowler's birthday. Aww. Martin's on the run. No one's mentioning him. There's no Fowlers. Well, no one's celebrating there. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Ian could have maybe mentioned Uncle Arthur. Or Kathy. Yeah, yeah. Which? <laughs> or Bex. Bex don't care. Great granddad Arthur. Bex is more concerned about whether she wants to work or go to university. She just can't <laughs> make her mind up yet. Juggling so many thoughts. So, um, yeah, that was the only birthday. And no deaths in August. Good. They obviously wait till next week, don't they? The big like, week. I was going to say, September. you probably have a list as long as your arm of deaths next <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, people born, people dying. Um, So the episode I was watching was the 23rd of August, 2016. So not too long ago. No, 2016. Kathy I'm... was there. Of course she was. <laughs> what else was happening? Kathy was there. She had just been caught on CCTV sleeping with a bold man on camera. But she like moved the... She moved the camera out of the way so it didn't record her. And the restaurant got broken into. And because Kathy moved the camera, they can't claim it on insurance. Oh, yes, yes I yes, remember yes. this. Ian's first thought mm. was, Mum, why are you sleeping with Grant again? <laughs> <laughs> Even though Grant's not on the show. She said, no, it's not Grant. Well, I mean, Grant could just appear. Kathy did. That's true. Yeah. Um, no, Grant, she says it wasn't um, Grant. It's no one you know. It was just a fling. <gasps> oh, Kathy. Yeah. Dirty stop out. And Stephen was like, um, well, why did you move the camera then now? <laughs> she was like, well, I didn't want everyone watching. <laughs> like, that is a point, Gath. But, um, yeah, she was having an affair, wasn't she, with Buster Briggs. Oh, yeah. That's who the yeah. bold man was. Shirley never found out about that either, did no, she? she? No, she didn't. It's always going to be a, a mystery. Secret. One day it's going to come out. <laughs> just one day. Just out of the well, blue. Well, Kathy told Jane, because Jane was drilling her for information. Um, <laughs> After Kathy got drilled, yes, carry on. Um, she said she loves him. Like, proper loves Buster. I was like, shut up, Kathy. Well, Buster went around quite a few people. Because yeah, before Kathy, it was Carol, wasn't mm. it? And Shirley got very jealous of Carol, almost mm. to the point that she kind of persuaded her to leave. <laughs> and she did. Um, um, so yeah, that was going on in the Bill house. Well, the Bill restaurant. What was it called at that point? Bill's. It was called Bill's, wasn't it? It was the, the burger. When they wear the T-shirts with the yeah, waistcoat. Like established, the whatever it was. Yeah, established 2016. <laughs> uh, we had La... Lamb, Les and Pam arranging Paul's funeral. Les and Pam could be lamb. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, Honey had found a bag of cocaine in the house. She thought it was Jay's, mm. but it was that time when Roxy was on drugs and like Jay was taking the blame for it so Roxy didn't get in trouble. Oh, okay. And then Honey kicked Billy and Jay out of the house. They're in the flats downstairs at the moment. Yeah, well, a, a few people said that those flats is actually where Mel and Hunter ended up. Oh, all boarded up. Yeah, no West Ham memorabilia <laughs> left behind. Uh, Bex is still a goth. Of I didn't think she was a goth back then, 2016. I thought she was over that. But um, Shaquille mm. and her were um, kind of a thing. And guess what? It's his 16th birthday next week. Uh-oh. And um, Bex, <laughs> he actually asked her this. He goes, Bex, will you have sex with me before? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he wants to have sex with Bex before his 16th, for some reason. Yeah, well, Bex should feel honoured to, <laughs> to be his first and perhaps only. Oh, yeah, it probably was his only. Mm. Oh. I know, it's ah. to think of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Stacey. <laughs> and also, Tina and Sonia are living together with Sylvie in the house. 
And um, mm. Bex is really horrible, actually. They ask Bex if she can look after Sylvie so they can all go out together for the first time. Yeah. Bex is like, Sylvie, she ain't my problem. Yeah, but then Sonia does the same later on. And That's it just true. leaves it with Tina to but look Bex after. But Bex is really horrible. Like, it wasn't like Bex at all. It was really weird. It's only yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, but she was a bit bitter when she first was introduced, wasn't she? She was mm. angry that she got adopted. And... <laughs> but um, yeah, Tina finds out from Martin, who's like bitter and drunk on his own. I don't know why. Couldn't be bothered to watch that. But um, he tells Tina that Sonia's having a surgery, but Tina doesn't know. Ah. So Sonia's kept secrets from her, but it's a, she's having a surgery about this, like, cancer gene or something. Oh, um, yeah, because her mum had it. Her mum had it. Um, it skipped Bianca, but Sonia had the gene. Yeah, Carol, yeah, Carol had cancer. Mm. So then, obviously, a vasectomy, I presume. Yeah, it was something like that. But, um, yeah. So they had a big bar me, and she said, Sonia told Tina, I can't tell you anything because you just act like a kid with feathers in your hair. I mean, again, nothing's Not really changed, changed. No, no with Tina. Yeah, Sonia's a bit snotty still, and Tina's a bit childlike yeah. I mean my best thing from to the whole episode which I've not even talked about is Aunt Babe was being really horrible to Sylvie and it was amazing you know, Aunt I Babe loved is that. so good I loved it when Aunt Babe just left her next to the canal <laughs> to drown well no because she, she, she was on the side of the canal but she was encouraging her to jump in wasn't mm. she well she... they're, they're all having sandwiches at um, Sonia's for like a celebration mm. and um, she's, she told Sylvie that she said I thought you didn't eat um, fatty products she was like I don't she was like, well, that butter on there, that's full fat butter. <laughs> and like, she winked at Lee and like, it got Sylvie all upset. But like, she's so horrible yeah, manipulative. She, yeah. I love it. I love yeah. Aunt Babe. The she way could... she delivers her line. Because that's so how good. Aunt Babe was introduced, wasn't it? She was looking after Sylvie. Mm. She was in that house by herself and she begged people to kind of like take her away from it. Mm. So she kind of begrudgingly like had Aunt Babe coming back to the square. Mm. And so that's why Tina was left to be responsible for her. Yeah. I love Aunt Babe. She's yeah. so good. Yeah. That's what she needs to bring back the Carters a bit. bit Do you remember when Abby them. locked Aunt Babe in the freezer? <laughs> oh yeah, nearly murdered her. Yeah. <laughs> then they became best friends. Yeah, BFF. Well, no, no, no. They they were BFFs before, but they they had that really yeah, tempestuous relationship. Yeah, that was like, yeah. I like you, Abby. Mm. Yeah, you, you're one you're of like me. me. You're just like me. Yeah, she did say that. I think as well. She's like you and me. We're quite similar. Mm. Well, thank you very much. That was a lovely week. Yeah, <laughs> lots of half things happened in I that know, week. One episode. 2016. That was a strong year, and then it kind yeah, of Dominic Treadwell Collins. Yeah, the mm. roller coaster. Then kind of everyone wanted to get off at that point. <laughs> so, who on the week this week? There are four options. Let's see Ben's reactions to each one. Normally, we can gauge who's won by Ben's reaction. <laughs> There's Phil Showdown. Yep, very good. Mel's agony. Oh, yeah. I mean, I want to say... Well, that was quite last minute. It was though, very last it? minute. So I think it kind of lost a few votes because people voted before... Before the big one. Yeah, before before the end of Friday. Hunter's big one. Bailey's guiding star. No. And Carter panic. Oh, no. So um, of the two that you said no about, <laughs> which one do you think came last? Because it was between Bailey's guiding star and Carter panic. Mick, because everyone was drawn in by the fake Bailey music thing online. Yeah, yeah. so Mick came last with 11% of the vote. Mm. Third was Mel's Agony. As I said, I think people voted early on mm. and really didn't give it a yeah, chance. Not fair. 17% of the vote. Bailey's guiding star came second with 22% of the vote and Phil Showdown got a whole 50%. I mean, there were Ooh. two very good scenes. As we said, the Cat and Phil scene was excellent mm-hmm. and then the Ben and Phil scene was powerhouse it was just yeah. fantastic really good scenes for the soap yeah, jesse wallace and steve acting together is what we like yeah why getting not? on it's nice to see them trusted to have those scenes together yeah. as well and that kind of real life animosity kind of helped them out as well i think 
in my opinion. Uh, a few comments uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can find us by searching EastEnders Weekly Podcast on Facebook and then clicking to join the group. Cindy Calloway has said when her family gave her the, that telescope, it was the sweetest scene of the whole episode. Maybe the week. Yeah. James Reed. James Reed on Facebook said, "Loved all of the Hunter and Mill scenes tonight. It was such a thriller. I agree. Mm. It was really good. Really hooked." On our Twitter, you can find oh, us. At... I want to do Twitter. Okay, we... one on Twitter. Well, let me just What's say that Twitter, people. Then? Well, let me just say that people can find us on Twitter by going to at EastEnders Week. What do you have on Twitter, Ben? Well, Michael Perry of This Morning Fame <laughs> and, and QVC. QVC. Yeah, I watched on QVC the other day. Yeah, we did. We didn't um, buy anything. Sorry. <laughs> Can't afford it. Not in the budget. Of that's zero. It, that's, it, that's right. Uh, if people want to pay us to do this, then we'll buy things on QVC. <laughs> but um, he tweeted us and says, sorry, I'm spamming you tonight. Maybe you'll mention me on your podcast if I continue. So Michael Perry of This Morning and QVC fame. The he's plant guy. Yeah. The plant guy. Very tall. Very tall. And um, he's uh, got quite a few stories on his Instagram as well. Mm. He does enjoy his Instagram stories. So he has to say, one... The policewoman has nice hair, which we've mentioned, yes. She has yes, shaved head. Yes, yes. Bobby Bill runs off at least once per episode. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I've not heard any of these tweets, so these are all new to me. <laughs> very observant. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much. What's with the new Pilates fitness trend? Yeah, I, thought, I, I didn't really mention it, but there was that really weird, not weird, actually. I really enjoyed it. It was quite endearing. The incidental scene between Honey and mm, Ruby. Ruby when they were walking from their yeah, Pilates. Their yoga mats and yeah, stuff. And they were saying, oh, Pilates is much more harder work than a lot of people give account for. Um, he says, is Hunter's beard stuck on? <laughs> it was. I must say, it was It was very much like when you see like a 16-year-old like boy. Yeah, when a 16-year-old mm. boy wants to grow his first beard. He does look better with a bit of a bit of something there, though, Hunter, the actor, Chaz. Do you think it was a fake one or do you no, think that was, was a grow? Real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He'd look good in a, in about five years' yeah. time. His beard would be. But he look looked like he's better. put on a bit, like he's not as. He was quite skinny when he was hunted before. He mm. looks a bit more mature. He looks a lot better. Wrapping money. I watched some of his videos on Instagram today. Did you? <laughs> he's um, in a car, like being filmed, but like not being filmed. All right. And, yeah. he, <laughs> and the music starts, and it's playing for about 30 seconds, this music, and he's not like in, in it yet because he's waiting for the beat, and he keeps going, uh. Oh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I, I was like it's about thirty seconds. You not started yet, and you just kept going. Ah, uh. and like moving his hoodie up and down, so it was annoying. Well, kind of like p- pulling yeah, his shirt. Like yeah. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, for <laughs> sake. Well, I was on there trying to see if he'd had beard still, but he doesn't. Is he on Spotify? Probably. He's under Chaz. Well, you carry on. Head. I'm going to have a look on Spotify while you're doing this. <laughs> um, he also said, "Rainy is great comedy gold," and he said. Isn't Ruby a pushy friend? I modelled myself on her. <laughs> so that's what the Plant Geek said this week. I'm sure, hopefully, it'll be an ongoing thing where he'll say something next week. I hope so. To carry, we can oh. make it a feature. <laughs> we can have the theme music, which is the beginning of Ah. Uh. Oh yeah, we can mm-hmm, get. Mm-hmm, um, we'll uh. ask Chaz to do a little intro for intro us. for the Plant Guy. Yeah. And each week, so Plant Guy, <laughs> carry on messaging us. And for as long as you message us, we'll carry on reading them out. That's our promise. Uh. So what's Chaz's surname on the... Uh, on no, it's just Chaz with a Z. Well, it's not C-H-A-Z. On, he's not on Instagram. Um, he's not on Spotify. He's too cool for that. There's Chaz and Dave. No. Chaz and Dave's cool. more our style. His music isn't anywhere. That's how like, cool he is. And he just does it on YouTube. So it's he's not... nowhere. So he's... Oh. <laughs> how are you meant to no, listen I'm to joking. him? I don't know. But his name's Chaz with a Z now, not Charlie Winter. How many subscribers has he got on YouTube? Maybe we could get some over to us. No. It's all on Instagram. 
Okay, well, I'll go to his gram later. I've not looked that in-depth to it. It's annoying. But... <laughs> so <laughs> We'll ask Tamsin Elfway if he'll mind. If for he'll permission. Know, yeah. His mum. Yeah. TV mum. <laughs> I'm sure you won't mind. It's good publicity for him. That's true. Yeah. On our, uh... in- <laughs> on our Instagram, which you can find us by looking at at EastEnders Weekly Podcast. Chaz is on Instagram. He is, as as are we. We've got a long one here, so just see if you can fathom a few things. So does Chaz. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness me, stop. <laughs> right, so EastEnders Nostalgia has written to us and said... Oh, I like their Instagram. Yes, excellent. So do follow them. Melton Hunter was an unexpected highlight, even though he's been away. I swear Charlie Winter has improved tenfold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Ben and Phil Showdown was top-notch stuff too. However, the week was dragged down for me by the Bailey and Carter stuff. And worst of all... That music. Oh, that again. He agrees. There's like, what, a hundred strands about it on different social medias. I know, it's everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. Not Everyone's only is it poorly it. not only is it poorly edited in, but it is so unnecessary and does not suit the show in the slightest. I agree. It's mm. very Hollyoaks. Now, he's con- he, there is more, and he says about maybe messaging points of view. So do you reckon that's something we should do? <laughs> maybe send a letter to points point of view? Points of view. Send a letter. I just, <laughs> that's my mate. Eh? Send a letter to points of view. <laughs> Point of view for anyone outside of the UK who it's doesn't know. It's the best know. TV show on TV. It's basically a BBC show where if people's got a complaint to make, they send it to, it's now Twitter or their Twitter account or their Instagram account or send an email. And basically they read them out in this kind of like 15 minute episode mm. where people basically do just reading out compl- letters of complaint for people's enjoyment to listen to mm. because normally they're all a bit dumb. And they're always like voiceovered as well of like yes. who they think the person writing the letter would sound like. Mm, yeah. And it's always, yeah, good viewing. They used to use their actual real voices, but I think people got a bit. Because because at the time the technology wasn't good enough mm. to have very clear voice, so now they have actors doing it instead. Very but, good. Um, yeah. So thank you, Eastenders and Nostalgia. Um, if anyone wants to send us a message, you can also email us eastendersweekly at gmail And as I say, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Just search our name and then click to join the group. As I said, the community and all of those is excellent, and it's always good to have a chat with everyone who's on there. We tweet live every time Eastenders is broadcast in the UK on a Monday, Tuesday. Thursday and Friday. We also have a spoiler, exclusive spoiler video on YouTube every Tuesday morning too. That's exactly right. Set your alarms, like uh, I do. Yep, yeah, like you do, so you can make sure it's posted. Yeah, so if you find us on YouTube, the same way, just search EastEnders Weekly or EastEnders Weekly Podcast and you'll find us on YouTube. And you can also, if you subscribe and ring that bell, you can also get in your inbox any exclusive news stories that have been released because we release them ourselves on YouTube at the same time. Mm. That's right. Well, that's that done. I don't know about you, but I'm off to listen to Chaz's four EPs. I cannot wait. Oh. 